What's up, everybody? Welcome to Jam Space. Hi. It's me, Colton Dunn. My name is Scott Rogers. And this is Jam Space. Jiggity, 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 jet, jet, jam space. Dude. Alex Burke is here. Hey, Alex guys. Alex Burke is here. You Nick got the Baron piano? Is here. I got the piano. Ooh, that sounds nice. I want to do a quick little sing ditty. Oh, you do? Jam. Just right out the bat? Here Let's I go. Let's do it. Here I go. Jam. Welcome back to Jam Space. We missed you so. How was your week? Space aliens, music, and jams. Hello, neighbors. <laughs> exactly. All right, so here comes some corrections. My Favorite Murder, very popular podcast. Yeah, we love it. They do Corrections Corner. What do you do? Look, good artists borrow, great artists steal. Yeah. We're going to do our own thing. It's called Corrections the, Nook. The Corner of Correction. Okay. Of the Nook <laughs> of the Mistook. The Nook ah, of the Mistook. Mistook Nook. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. The Mistook All right. Nook. When I was talking about Vaporwave, a lot of this stuff, too, like, it's the first time I'm being introduced to it, so I'm scrambling to try to research. Yeah. I'm going to make mistakes. Get off my back. And here's the deal, guys. I'm going to make a ton of mistakes, but I'm never going to talk about them again. <laughs> I'm just going to blow right past it. Yeah, but I will talk about every single one in painstaking detail. I was talking about Vaporwave. I was all mixed up about memes and music. Look, the meme is one thing. The music's its own thing. That's one correction. Okay? okay. Also, I said a lot of mistakes about the band Love. Sorry. Oh, wow. Really? Yeah. Also, I said in the Heather episode that I say ding dong a lot. That's not true. I say doofus, not ding dong. Okay. okay. Uh, there's been a lot of horse backlash, as expected. Yeah, we reuse some beats a couple times. Just want you to know that we do that. How we can not do that is you can tweet at us and email us some beats. Help us out. Yeah. The Blink-182 song, I said, what's my name again? But it's actually, what's my age again? I said shit and farts a lot in my rhymes. I said Steve Martin was the jerk twice in my rhymes. So these are like just also not even corrections. These are just like yeah, just making whatever. apologies for things you feel bad about. I don't know if that'll be a recurring segment. <laughs> you playing the theme song again? Jam Space. What are you doing? Oh yeah, it's Jam Space, y'all. <laughs> we got a clean slate now. All the oh, mistakes geez. have been called out. Yeah. We're good to go. How's that feel? <sighs> Fine. Guess who's here with us today? Oh, man, we got a sweet guest here today. Oh, my gosh. What a cool guy. So stoked. His name is Seth Morris. What's, hey, what's up? up, Seth? Thanks for having me. Hey, dude, thanks for coming and doing the show. Do you mind if I ask a question about these apologies? You breezed over something yeah. that here. I'm not a long-time li- I'll admit I'm not a long-time listener of no the podcast. No one is. Uh, you said there's a lot of horse backlash. <laughs> can you can you unpack that for me? Oh, that stood out to you. Well, in the first episode, through... we took a controversial stance yeah. and did a rap that basically stated that horses are real. That horses are real. Yeah. Yeah. You don't we... think they are? No. I'm a normal person. Of course not. Okay. Yeah. So you, Seth, you believe horses are not real beings. You think they're fictional? Yes. Okay. Why would they, have you seen BoJack Horseman? Yeah, I mean that's a cartoon, but Some yeah. Of it. Well, it's is it real? I mean, it's a real cartoon. Well, right, how do you, but, 
how do you explain stuff like the Kentucky Derby? It's from the hat industry. It's the just a, hat? The hat industry. What about it? They, they promote this fake thing so that people will buy big hats. So when I'm watching it on TV and I see what seems like horses. You're seeing what seems like horses. That's not real. But what are those things? Compute, I don't know, bits and bytes. Ultimately, they're X's and O's that they, some scientists. You mean ones and zeros? Ones and zeros. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Yeah, well, what are, they're, I, I'm, they're hugs and kisses. <laughs> I don't know. I'm, I'm a PC X's guy. I don't know what yours. Oh yeah, PCs use X's and O's. Yeah. Max yeah. use ones and zeros. Yeah, Max use ones and zeros. <laughs> yeah, well, so, anyway, thank you for explaining. I wasn't now. Now that you say that, I know about the the red hot horse controversy. Yeah, yeah. Now I've known Seth for a long time. How long? long time? You know? Oh, geez. I don't like know, almost Seth. twenty years, I bet. I mean, it's got to be York. at least twenty wow. years. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I got to New York in ninety seven, ninety eight. You so... guys met when you were like twelve. Yeah. We were pretty young. Yeah. <laughs> we were on a Herald team together. I think mm-hmm. my very first Herald team we were on together in New York. In New York. Mm-hmm. What was that yeah. called? It was called Pound. 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 I remember yeah. talking about Pound. I didn't yeah. know you were on. I know that you guys were on Coffee Is for Closers. That's Out true. here in L.A., yeah. one of the first L.A. ones, because I yep. I got into the UCB scene in L.A. Yeah, yeah. So that's you guys were coffee is for closers. But this is a dumb little improv tangent. We just didn't have that many teams, so we had all the teachers and veterans make a team, knowing that it would, it would just be for a limited time. Yeah, yeah. Was it was fun. like five teachers and then three veterans. Of- yeah. Was it uh, the Desert Storm or it was, was it Vietnam? Yeah, we always yeah <laughs> yeah. It was Vietnam vets. Yeah, all the Vietnam vets, all all improvise like uh, uh, improv vets. You yeah. know, that that's a common misconception. They didn't fight in the military. Yeah, they were in there in sh- doing like short form, short form, kind of like you know get in keep the work on teamwork, team, team building exercises. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Okay, just to clear that up. And, you That's know, awesome. uh, uh, Seth was part of a really incredible sketch comedy group called The Naked Babies. Mm-hmm. Back a hundred years ago. Yeah. yeah. And you guys did improv shows, too. We did some improv shows, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. You know, one of my favorite things about Seth was that he used to, and maybe you still have this, he had like a tackle box. Oh, right. Of like mustaches and wigs and yeah. Uh, yeah. glue, like, do you still have that? Box? I don't. I've no? kind of, I've kind of aged out of it. Okay. I mean, it used to be a huge part of my. I, I've moved a lot, and after the twenty-something time that I moved, I'm like, I'm not going to use this spacesuit. I'm not going to, you know, <laughs> I'll just go grab another one from the Goodwill or something. But yeah, I, 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 I liked. I, I was I was proud of that when it was in, in, when it was going. That was awesome. Good. Just interject. What goodwill has spacesuits? Because I want to go there. <laughs> well, okay. I, I might have talked myself into a corner. I don't know if they all have spacesuits, but Alex, I found, why don't you shut the fuck up? <laughs> I found more than one space-looking suit at a, at a goodwill. Like uh, oh, over yeah. the years. Yeah, well, because it's a, it's a jumpsuit. You jumpsuit. Know, so you a jumpsuit. And yeah. you know, uh, Houston. But the thing is, is that when you do. You know, sketch uh, improv comedy. You, you know, because I, I recently had to do this, where it's just like I had like all these doctor, yeah, you know, cloaks, like just all these things that I'm always like, yeah. I got to hold on to that yeah. in case I got to do this character, yeah. Right. And then eventually, I was like, What the fuck am I doing? Why am I wasting space? Yeah. You have you have a kid, you get married, you yeah. you know move in with someone else, and it's really hard to justify yeah. taking up space in the house with these things that you may or may not do at. 10 p.m. Yeah. on a Sunday night. You know, like. <laughs> Hopefully you won't be doing that. Yeah. yeah, you start a new chapter. 
You know what's funny is being being like the only sketch person at a stand-up show and everybody's just going up there with a piece of paper and you're like, oh, hold on, I've got to get, you know, I'm well into oh, my the 40s. the walkie-talkie's falling off. <laughs> exactly. Now, when I say this word, squeeze that bulb and it'll make it look like I peed my pants. You know? It's like... Colton, you bought James Pumphrey and I those sailor outfits. That's right, and I held on to those for a long time. I think I just threw those out. You have them? Uh, Not anymore. I threw them away. But you did have them. I I held on to those. Yeah, well, they they were sailor. I was like, oh, man, we got to, you know. I think I I I have the hat. I think I have one of the hats. What was that bit? It was a 420 show, and we did, dude, honestly, one of my favorite bits. James and I, we were on a submarine. We're just doing whatever. You come out as, like, the captain. You go, we're going down. It's like, okay. You're like, one more joint. And you pull out a joint, (laughs) lit it on stage, and then a hip-hop beat version of One More Night by Phil Collins. Oh, my God. I remember this. So we did one more joint. (laughs) And so we rap like, uh, we're going down, so we're getting high. Pressure make my eyes pop. Call me Popeye, because I'm a sailor, man. That's like that right. kind of stuff. That was some of my rhymes. That sounds awesome. That, that was fun. Pretty. That sounds pretty. Yeah. But then you Correct. do it, and then you carry around a sailor outfit for two years, and it's like, let yeah. me get rid of this. James and I wore those for Halloween. Uh, That's right. That year. And we went to a party, and very quickly we're just like, this is not the fun we thought it would be. Being dressed up as sailors? Yeah. Why is that? Well, I just thought it'd be fun to go out to a Halloween party and... Oh, just Halloween in general, you mean? Or What the... I mean is being 33 and yeah. uh, dressing up as a sailor with your friend and yeah. going to a party and thinking it's going to be a lot of fun to mingle and yeah. we just kind of walked in and walked out, went home. <laughs> <laughs> I hope you stayed really? in those outfits and just watched a movie. Well, did you, was it a party where you knew people, or was it just like? Yeah, but it was a really big party. It was like a big warehouse party, and again, I, I keep talking about this on the podcast, but I had stopped drinking, so Halloween is another holiday where it's just not yeah. fun anymore. It's like Halloween's good when you dress up as something silly, you get drunk, and it's like, hey, check it out. But yeah. when you're stone sober, walking into a big party with your just you and your buddy and he's drunk i don't know yeah probably yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh I, yeah he was definitely drunk yeah, <laughs> are you are you into Hall- you uh, like Halloween? i mean i i like it you know i'm actually kind of i like it more now because i have a daughter and so we did yeah. the first oh, like dressing her up as wonder woman and walking around and going trick-or-treating so i'm looking forward more to that kind of yeah. stuff yeah uh, than sort of my own, like, we now yeah. I get to go out. I think my last big Halloween one, and I, it was pretty good, is uh, my wife Jessica and I went, and she dressed up as Princess Leia, and I dressed up as a stormtrooper. So I had, like, a oh, whole nice. stormtrooper outfit, which was fun at first, like, walking into the party, and everyone's like, whoa, cool stormtrooper outfit. But then hanging out in a stormtrooper <laughs> outfit is not fun. My least favorite part of Halloween is, what are you? Right. That part of the conversation I can't deal with. We used to have a lot of parties at Camp Hollywood for Halloween. I did a whole haunted house there. Yeah. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. One of my best Halloween costumes is I threw it together at the last minute because I never think about it till the last minute. And I had, I ha- oh, this was a thrift store find. I had a white tuxedo with tails. So I wore a white Ooh. tuxedo with tails and like a bow tie. And I think I did my hair white and I had blue sunglasses and a cup, oh, and, a, and a, maybe a bolo tie or something like that. 
and uh, and everybody's like, "What are you?" And I was like, "Quaaludes, baby." <laughs> <laughs> and I just threw the. So it was like an inherent. It required the "What are you?" And then once right. I said it, everybody goes, oh, "Okay, got it." All right, cool. You're Quaaludes. Yeah. And then that's your night. That's my night. Your night is. Quaaludes. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Cool. But after <laughs> a certain point, everybody gets so fucked up they don't even yeah. care. But I, yeah. I just. But I. I don't know. I. I. I feel like I get a lot of my. Uh, I scratch a lot of that itch. Just acting and doing stuff. So yeah. What I don't. I don't need to go super crazy. Fat Albert Einstein. That I did that one year. Oh, nice. And that was fun. I got like an Afro wig and like pushed it up and had a big red sweater. And did you just look fat. like Don King? Sort of, yeah, sort of, because I I did like the crazy like yeah. beard and mustache. I kind of look like like Cornell West. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like with a big fat red sweater, and then E equals MC squared uh-huh. on my shirt. Because you also used to do Cornell West. I did. Yeah, that was a character you'd play. It's oh. Halloween, y'all. Trick or treat. It's Halloween currently. Ow, ow, ow! Ooh. Got to get that costume. Vampires. Uh. I want to silk your blue. It's Halloween, y'all. Trick or treat. Grab a little sheet and cut some holes in it. Now you a ghost. Boo. Spooky, spooky. What are you gonna do? Grab all the candy. Have some fun. Out at night till the night's done. I'm dressed up looking so cool. Yo, fool. What do you do? Trick or treat or how about some jeers? I dressed up as a gorilla for six years from like 10 to 16 earlier than that. But you know what I mean? I just recycled costumes because I wasn't into it, but I am an into it. I'm not an Inuit. No, I'm not an Eskimo, but I got some mad flows. I thought, you know, Oh, Halloween trick or treat. Mommy, mommy, get yourself some meat. Yummy, yummy. Grill it on the grill. Candy and meat. Halloween gonna kill. My name is Dracula, and I'm rhyming on the beat. I like to suck your blood, and I move my feet to the beat of the drum. In Transylvania. (laughs) No, not Pennsylvania. It's another country. You haven't heard of it? (laughs) Yo, Seth, who are you? You look like a big Quaalude. <laughs> yeah, what's your costume? I'm a big Quaalude coming at you with attitude. Put it together at the last minute because I'm not in it to win it. I'm just here to get fucked up for uh. a little while and then realize I'm too high. Go home uh. and watch Twilight Zone. Uh. I got too high and now I'm questioning myself what did i say to that person did i say too much i think i might have had dip on my face when i was talking to grace and she was making me crazy so i got out of that place oh, straight up left had to go with all that dip on his face he looked foolish had to get out of here looking ghoulish Ghoul. it's halloween ghoul <laughs> i'm in high school <laughs> yeah 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 yeah, 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 yeah. Halloween, trick or treat. Trick or treat and Halloween. Get yourself some meat. Ding dong. Put it on the grill. Ding, Ding dong. dong. It's the Ring Halloween kill. Oh, yeah. yeah, man. That's what Halloween's all about. Yeah. That's hot. Seth said to us before, I don't know about my freestyle rap skills. Dude, he but just lit it up over here. I, I s- did. It turns out I'm really good at this. <laughs> yeah. You're very wow. good. I love those moments when you see like a big Halloween crowd and you see a couple 
that's fighting. <laughs> oh god! And they're in like and they're in ridiculous they're in costumes. ridiculous costumes. And like, well, you, I can't get. Well, you try to call the Uber. Oh I can't god. get that. Like, oh man, what a long night. I think it was Becky Drysdale who had one of my favorite ones of that coming home late at night after Halloween and seeing two lesbians. Uh-huh. And one of them was dressed up as a princess, and they were arguing with a a Beetlejuice, <laughs> with like the makeup kind of like coming off oh, of her no. face, and that's just always cracked me up. Just yeah, like, two people. Yeah, it's so funny. Yeah, yeah. Couples getting into fight on Halloween in their dumb costumes. The worst. Oof. Oof. That is wild. On the show, we talk about space. We talk about jams. Do you have any connection to space and or music? I like music. A lot of my friends play music. I was no, I was always like the guy kind of on the edge. I didn't play. You know, I was like the dude on bongos at mm-hmm. the party because oh, cool. those were accessible. But yeah, uh, and I get a lot of my music from my friends. And my brother was a musician. My brother's a shredder. My brother's like a metal dude. Nice. Oh, um, wow. And then space. I love to think about space. I want to believe in aliens. I like to take my mind there. I don't ultimately feel like... Mm there's anything there for me but i like to go that route i like right. to have you taken a look at scott's shirt today though does that change your mind at all that's my friend teddy <laughs> oh you, talking about? you know that guy oh. yeah that's so, a dude. okay i like to put my mind there so for somebody who's not into it i know a lot about it because i listen to a lot of coast to coast you guys listen yeah to of course um, Sam and i'll go i'll go down OG. those rabbit holes but you don't believe in aliens no no really ultimately no I mean, maybe, well, actually, let me, let me, I think space is so vast right. that the likelihood is pretty big that there's something else out there. Okay. But like the aliens people are talking about, like coming here and kidnapping people and. Yeah, yeah I don't, I don't well, necessarily buy that. I, I got to tell you, Seth, you know who disagree <laughs> he with peels you? peels his face off. His face. <laughs> <laughs> you know who would disagree with you? Oh. Sammy Hagar. Ooh. Oh, yeah. Why is that? Sammy Hagar is just one of a long list of musicians that publicly say that they believe in aliens, many of which believe and say they have been abducted, including Sammy Hagar. Sammy says he was abducted? Yeah, that's going to lead us right into my music-inspired segment today. Alex? I I put my hands on the keys, but I realized you wanted me to talk. Yeah, (laughs) remember, I I was going to go like this. I'm going to go, Alex, do you know what time it is? And then I, yeah. I you say, like, it's music time. It's music time, Scott. <laughs> and then you play the piano. Yeah. Uh, okay, why don't we just try it again? Just try it. We'll, we'll, okay. edit, we'll edit that out. And no, no, no. We're going to keep that, yeah, yeah. but we're also going to start over. All right, again. so, yeah, Sammy Hagar said he was abducted, and that leads really? me right into my music segment. Hey, Alex, do you know what time it is? Uh, I believe it's uh, music time, Scott. We're going to work on that. Uh, <laughs> y- yes, it is. Perfect. All right. Yes. So that's good. Cut it. Okay. Jesus. Professional musician in there. Yeah. So Sammy Hagar, I was watching an interview with him on Howard Stern. He retells his story when he was 16 or 17 years old in great detail that he was abducted, that he was taken elsewhere. And a lot of there's a huge list if you you look it up you just google musicians who've been abducted or alien musicians etc um 
there's this huge connection between musicians and aliens that I found too. There's also a book called Alien Rock. It's a whole book that this guy wrote. What's it? Joe Satriani. Uh, Michael Luckman wrote this book, The Extraterrestrial and Rock and Roll Connection. A lot of musicians have extraterrestrial experiences. Jimi Hendrix, Mick Jagger, John Lennon, Lupe Fiasco, the rapper. Oh, he says he was abducted by aliens? He says he was abducted, and he has a scar on the back of his right leg that he's like, this was not here before, and he says that something's implanted in him. Robbie Williams. uh, Oh, he kind of went crazy for that stuff, right? He went deep into it. He kind of stopped doing music altogether. Because of the alien thing? He did. Didn't he do a documentary? Yeah. He's well, also like, that Blink-182 guy. You mentioned Blink-182. Tom DeLonge. Yeah. yeah, he's huge into it, right? Yeah, yeah. he's got a new show coming out. Yeah, first uh, episode called Unidentified. Yeah. Starts airing in May. I'm all over that. But yeah, Jimi Hendrix, Elvis. I almost want to keep some of these Elvis stories. That's like even its own yeah. whole episode. There's a lot of Elvis stuff. The one that I will say is his father, when Elvis's mother was giving birth to him, in the middle of the night, at 2 a.m., his dad goes outside to have a cigarette, looks up, and there's this huge blue light everywhere. And he mm. just was like, something special is happening. Oh. And then Elvis, when he was young, had like a vision that came from aliens, and he said he saw a white jumpsuit. And uh, he, it wasn't Fuck until you. later where he was like, "Okay, that's what that's the what the How was he at a thrift store? Why didn't they show him? Why didn't they show him like the bathroom he died in? Like, <laughs> see this bacon and peanut butter sandwich? Yeah, stay away, stay away. Well, I think because much like in Men in Black, all right, when Tommy Lee Jones puts an Elvis song on, and Will Smith's like, "Oh, do you think Elvis is still alive?" And he was like, "No, he he went home." Ah. Uh. So, so there's a reference in Men in Black to Elvis coming from another place yeah, and then leaving from another place. I think there's a big connection with musicians because they're open to these ideas of yeah. you're channeling all these crazy ideas and music yeah. and it's coming through you and where is it coming from? And maybe you add drugs or you maybe you just add what it's like to be a human. We all have panic attacks and crazy experiences and yeah. maybe that can be construed as abduction or maybe there's aliens that are given... Uh, Actual, but yeah, well, you wait, look them do up. You think, do you think the aliens walk among us? Do you think that there's that it's like happening now, or are you like the who ancient, me? Ancient both the ancient alien thing that they're because that was one thing I thought was interesting uh, that I kind of want to be true is that their DNA mixed with ours, you know, like the, the missing I, I don't know what that theory is called, but it's like the missing link is basically aliens came and yeah, I think that's what I think happens or something. I think aliens uh changed how evolution worked. Yeah, you've said that before. Yeah. That they have a, a hand in... And I don't know if it's them putting their DNA in it or what, but I think that they came here and they saw what animals were here and they were like, oh, let's see what we can do with these guys. Mm-hmm. Let's turn monkeys into humans. Apes, well, apes, yeah. I don't have specific beliefs, but I <laughs> I just believe in stuff. <laughs> I'm <laughs> just kind of open to it. Like, yeah, yeah. Well, it's my same thing with God or whatever, where I just kind of... I know that scientifically being open to that idea, to pray, to meditate, to just go, I'm not in control of stuff. Right. Whether there is like a God head yeah. sitting there waiting for me. You know, I don't believe in yeah. any of the religion, but I believe that it doesn't really matter. The so, process. So I'm the, just yeah. open to believing that life in the moment is yeah. this magical mystery yeah, yeah, yeah. tour. Yeah. And I'm into it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's cool. And aliens go along with that. 
Like sure. maybe they're out there, maybe they're not. Like what do I know? Yeah. I, I know that aliens are cool. Just like you. You still want to watch the show or listen to it. Oh, yeah. Like, this is kind of cool. Yeah. There's definitely a curiosity there. But yeah, a lot of the UFO footage is, you're like, that's not a UFO. (laughs) (laughs) Cabo Wabo. But Sammy Hagar, man, he very much is like, this happened to me. Sammy Hagar, Nick Jonas, Billy Ray Cyrus. Okay. And Billy Ray Cyrus is singing a hook on a huge song about horses right now. Oh, yeah. I was just reading yeah, Old that Town Road. Crazy. That song is hot. Lil Nas X. Yeah. I mean, I don't like the song that much. I love it. I mean, I think yeah, it's cool that people are in, into it and that uh, yeah. I thought it was a cool story how like it like was on the country. Top like, 10 top or something. 10, and, and then they, they took... took it off and then they had to put it back on because Billy Ray Cyrus was like, no, nah, man, I'm going to sing on it now. Now it's definitely a country song. Oh, they pulled it because they, they said like, it's... They pulled it because he's a black kid yeah wow yeah and it's hip-hop right is it or is it a sh- I- billy's been trying to like combine uh country with hip-hop for years <laughs> and i love that he finally like pulled it off uh uh-huh. you've played with him right alex yeah i played on two of his records and tons and tons of live shows we actually used to do a hip-hop version of achy breaky um are you being serious i'm being 100 percent wow. serious with buck yeah. 22 who's dion warwick's grandson he produced it. You can look up the video. Um, oh, okay. We did it in NASCAR for a halftime thing one year, and it did not go over well. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, to do it. Like, we started Aki Breaking the Wind, the hip-hop version, and the NASCAR people were like, what is happening? And then the dude comes out and starts freestyling. Oh, um, wow. And they were not happy about that, yeah. huh? But, like, yeah, Billy just kept pushing. I was like, no, nah, I'm not going to stop. I'm going to keep combining country and hip-hop no matter what these people say until he uh, nailed it. Wow. That's cool. That's great. So and you and you love the song, the horses song. I'm into it. Yeah. yeah, I really like it. I just for me, it's like I try to just stay as open as possible. And the fact that it's a hit, and even though he's singing about something that's not real. <laughs> yeah, because like I said before, I don't need it to be real to okay. enjoy it. Yeah, because to me, horses are real. Oh, okay. Yeah, I mean, I kind of think that's probably what's wrong with this country today. Is no, there's truth is all just up for grabs and nothing's real and nothing's not real but okay. if you want to think that horses are not just donkeys with horse suits that's up to you <laughs> oh so you're saying horses are donkeys with horse suits yeah i wonder i want to go back to like sammy hagar and these other guys <laughs> yeah. um these musicians do you think that there's an, sometimes a need for like people who are singers or songwriters and if they're good at it to try to justify why mm. and maybe they're just not satisfied with the idea that just creatively they're able to come up with it and so they start being like well god made mm-hmm. me so good at this or right. the aliens did it like they need to like find some like well, i guess their brain just works that way and they're able to do it you know yeah. maybe that seems lame to them or something i don't know well athletes do that too yeah glory to god always uh, Robert Johnson had his whole the whole lore was he met the devil at the crossroads he sold his soul to the devil and that's how he got so good at Who? guitar Robert Johnson blues guy blues. oh is there a documentary about him on Netflix right now yeah it just came out yeah. okay but but he didn't really do that did he I'm, no one knows but he's referenced also on the Ralph Macchio movie Crossroads oh yeah with Joe Wait, Satriani did, yeah but did he say that he met the devil at the crossroads is that what he says yes oh and he sold his soul so that he could be good at playing the blues? Yeah. Yeah. What's Joe Satriani doing right now? Who's that? He might, he's a he's a metal guitar guy. He had a, he had an album called Surfing with the Alien. 
Uh, <laughs> he's really into aliens. I think did he play with Sam? He might have played with Sammy Hagar. Sammy Hagar had a bunch of supergroups post Van Halen. Mm-hmm. Um, Absolutely. But I feel like Joe Sant- Satriano might have been his guitar player. His sort of like so. Speaking of Joe Satriani, I'm not kidding. I have an autographed Joe Satriani card right here. <laughs> uh, That's awesome. In the uh, late 80s, early 90s, they had superstar music cards where you could buy like these packs of cards that just had like <gasps> random musicians. Ooh. And I bought one that had Joe Satriani's autograph in it. That's awesome. So I still have it on my desk. Like, Who else was in that packet? You know, I lost or threw away the rest. Oh. So I don't know, but it would be like oh, CC DeVille. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, you know, Ace Freely, people like that. Yeah, yeah. Ace yeah. Freely, another, he's the alien in uh, in Kiss. Aliens, they come from other worlds. Yo, their shit unfurled into our reality on Earth. For what it's worth, I believe in it. Whether it's real or not, it doesn't matter to me. I just keep speaking. Where do the words even come from? I think they come from God or aliens, I'm not dumb. They can't just be enough to have a skill to pay bills. Yo, that shit is real, and it's supernatural real. The alien made me do it. He made me get up on this mic and just blew it. The alien made me jump. He made me grab that ball and then pump. The alien made me paint. Made me get out them colors and cook, draw some stinks. The alien made me run so fast that I won. The alien made me do my taxes. Uh. The alien made me chop with axes. <laughs> the alien made me play some saxes. The alien made me do it. I've been through it. That's true. I work at a bank. Yo, I did that fart. It stank. <laughs> Said I'd stop talking about farts. Oh shit, and art. All the stuff that I've done is because of alien number one. You call it Xenu cause he knew what I was doing before I did. Even my eyelids were closed to open. Yo, I'll be hoping the for The alien some... made me take a shit. Oh shit. The alien made me suck a dick. The <laughs> alien made me fucked up. <laughs> we up? gotta do something about these aliens. Oh, okay. Making people do shit that makes them feel bad again. We gotta build a space wall to keep out those aliens. Keep the good people in and the bad people out. Oh, oh shit. Seriously? You think the aliens are the problem? They're making my buddy do all kinds of crazy shit. Yeah. The aliens made me vote for Trump. <laughs> the aliens made me hump. A sofa is so embarrassing. <laughs> Now the sofa's pregnant's gonna give birth to little pillows Got running sofa, around baby. that look like this fellow. The same face, the same hands, but their feet are buttons for the find at the bottom of the The aliens making me pay child support to my weird pillowed kids. And I report to child services. They're like, what is this kid is making me nervous is because he's like an outcast, not from ATL. He can't outlast the criticism. And the cynicism that comes from being half human and half pillow. But the good willows half pillow. Him. The good thing half is that p- the good thing. <laughs> the good thing is that child support for a couch baby is just a bunch of loose change. <laughs> half human, half pillow. 
Half human, half pillow. What the dillo? Half human, half pillow. Crying like a willow, weeping. Yeah, that's tight, man. Oh, yeah. man. The aliens made me do it. That's sick. Speaking of aliens. Speak, speak, speak. It's time to go to space. Are you playing your little laser beam song? Yeah. Is it your laser? I'm adding on. It's pretty quiet. So, you know, we already kind of covered some alien stuff, uh, you know, with Sammy Hagar, which is very interesting. I'll definitely check more about that. Uh, So I think I'm just going to focus on one event that you guys may or may not know Mm -hmm. uh, called the Battle of Los Angeles. Have you guys ever heard of this uh, event? Yes, recently. It's also a Rage Against the Machine album. It's a Rage Against the Machine album. There's a movie that they made that has is not based off this at all. And it's really not so much of a battle as it is there's this one picture. Shortly after World War II started, there was uh, this one night in Los Angeles, three months after we entered World War II. Basically, there was this target that was spotted off the coast of Los Angeles and all this artillery that had been set up all along the coast just all started firing at it. They don't know exactly what it is. They didn't know exactly what it was that they were all shooting, but they have a picture of it, and you can kind of see it's very small here, where you see all these spotlights pointing up to something, right. and you can't really see what it is in the picture, but a bunch of people are like shooting at it, and so a lot of people were reporting that that was a UFO that, was sh- that they were shooting at. And there was all this other damage all over uh, but they didn't shoot anything down. They tried to say maybe it was just like, a, you know, as always, like a weather balloon or something that mm-hmm. they just mistook for something. Uh, but some people say that they are pretty sure that it was an alien spaceship that uh, had showed up, and they all shot at it, and it had, did no damage to the ship. Who shot at it? The military shot the, at it? The military did. Okay. Yeah, the military did, yeah. I feel like there was a cover-up or something. Did I read something about that where... It was in the paper, but then they tried to... Okay, a couple hours after the air raid, uh, they held a press conference. They said that the entire mm. incident was a false alarm due to anxiety and war nerves. They said that was like this on accident. Some contemporary press outlets uh, suspected a cover-up. Actually, an editorial in the Long Beach Independent wrote that there's a mysterious reticence about the whole affair, and it appears that some form of censorship is trying to halt discussion on the matter. I think that people were just speculating that they didn't know what it was. They were just saying, oh, it was a mistake. Got it. Yeah. But, you know, during World War II, this is at the beginning of World War II. You know, a lot of people go, oh, well, it was after they dropped the nuclear bomb that people, or the atom bomb that people, really started seeing UFOs. Well, this is before uh, any of that happened. (sighs) Put that in your pipe and smoke it, Sam. Huh. Wow. Here we are back at Scott's super spiritual... Oh, man. That's where we are? ...moment. Yeah, we are. And I promise to keep it tight. <laughs> keep it short. Um, I've realized I, I just want to throw out a quote or two every episode. I don't want to give you too much. Okay. And today, what I want to say is, the past has no power over the present moment. Mm. Do you think that's true? No. Yeah, I don't either. (laughs) (laughs) 
Some changes look negative on the surface, but you will soon realize that space is being created in your life for something new to emerge. Ooh. How about that one? That's a good one. Yeah, the past has no power over the present moment. I mean, that's, that's, I guess theoretically, it, sure, right. but I mean... That's a tough pill to swallow. You know, but it does have power over people. Yeah. The present, in a lot of ways, is was determined by the past. Right. Yeah. Interpersonally, I guess, the idea of don't get hung up on something that happened to you or something and yeah. let that hold you back, I get that. It was an Eckhart Tolle quote. Aaron uh, Eckhart? Yep. Aaron Eckhart from Thank You for Smoking. Mm-hmm. He was Two-Face in the Batman movies. Mm-hmm. Just a great guy. <laughs> Played Frankenstein in the, the new movie. Who oh, right. could forget his turn as Frankenstein? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, obviously Eckhart Tolle, the power of now. You know, he's yeah. very much into there's only now and all right. this stuff, which is true. But I think the, the mechanism of the brain is to store yeah. past events, which yeah. then try to keep us safe and inform your move in the moment usually out of fear though i think i think we're i think we're sort of programmed to you know we have that our negativity bias and it's 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 like if if we we evolved out of fear because you always had to be oh is that saber-toothed tiger going to come out at me so the 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 angstiest most stressed out Neanderthal were the ones that were going to survive because the 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 ballsy brave ones who were like fuck it I don't give a shit about that those are the ones that got eaten you know right <laughs> but the panicky OCD ones kept you know kept spreading their their genes and so I think we we have that result today of like you're just always cattle most people I think you're 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 preparing what 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 could possibly go wrong in this situation and when and if it does what will I do and blah yeah. blah blah and then you're not you know present. Well said. Shit's true, man. Shit's true. Seth, you've done ayahuasca. I have. Are you fine talking about it? Sure. Yeah. We don't have to. Yeah, we can talk about it. Talk about something else. It sounds like you want to talk about something <laughs> else. Too. I would love to, but I just sort of threw it out there, and I, I, I never want to be a guy who's like, yeah, let's no. talk about something someone's not what doesn't want to. Oh talk no, about. no, I'm, I'm, I'm fine with it. I, I, I don't, I don't like to. I don't usually use it as like a party trippy story but i feel like this is a good context for it i went to i went to peru and did it did it with a bunch think, of chicks a bunch of chicks a bunch of hot chicks i did it with Ooh, a bunch man. of man uh no but it was really cool it was uh i was there for like 12 days and we did it like seven or eight times i think wow and i will say this i will say this i've never tripped so hard not every single time there was one time that i that was like the craziest trip I'd, I'd ever had, and it involved aliens. It was very, mm. it was very buggy, mm-hmm. insecty. Mm-hmm. It was also the visuals were different than any other psychedelic I had done. Buggy and um, and and uh, spaceshipy and Whoa. a little Egyptiany. What? And yeah. at one point, I went up into a. Sp- I, I mean, I this is this is where I go. I can't explain. I mean, it's all right, whatever. It's right. I went up into. A spaceship inside the spaceship looked like the the inside of a pyramid. Basically, it was very kind of Egyptian, but the the, the beings were kind of mothy and buggy, and it was it was different than anything I've sort of seen before. Wow. And and you know, I the way I looked at it was more symbolic of these things represent this and that. But yeah. 
aside from that idea of it being like Egyptian, there wasn't a whole lot of other frame of reference of like, oh, this is like that. You know, I've done mushrooms before. I'm like, oh, it's skulls. Everything's skulls. You know? <laughs> yeah. This was a whole different, a whole different thing. But it was, it was, it was, it was incredible. I wish I could go back and do it again. But it's, it's such a huge that and particular it, place is <clears> like, <throat> I can't go to Peru and for two weeks. And, for two weeks, yeah, I, I hear yeah. you. Because, you know, I've done an ayahuasca a few times and you try not to bring it out as a party trick, but I feel like I end up talking about It's a profound experience. It is. You know, and, uh, did you ever get outer spacey? No, it wasn't outer space. It was, this will sound silly, but inner space. Sure. It was, mine right, was sure. all spirit and earth based. And so oh. it was all, I felt like I saw the truth, which is to like feel and grasp the massiveness mm. and the moving mm. orchestra and insanity of the earth and right. nature and right, right, and how right. the physical body is this blip of uh. a video game character but right, where right. these flashes of light spirit travelers yeah. Yeah, and yeah, yeah, yeah. sort of different forms and stuff that we take and yeah, it's yeah. like the earth is a moving breathing uh-huh. feminine divine mother right, uh, right, right. being good stuff but yeah. I'd like to do it again. You know, Stargate's all about the aliens being like Egyptians. Oh, really? Some people think the pyramids are connected to For aliens. sure. Yeah, they line up with uh, constellations and stars in the sky. Dang. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> like, whether it's true or not, that's cool. I mean, it's cool, but it's a, you know, so there's that where you go, wow, that's super cool. But then you also kind of go, well, back then, all they these people had to do was look up at yeah, the stars in the sky, and why wouldn't they look up and be like, "Let's build that here and try to, you know, let's get a million slaves to <laughs> kill themselves making these big triangles." So. Yeah. Wow. Shit's wild. Uh, I always wonder, you know, when you hear about people who like have done ayahuasca or uh, M uh, DMT, DMT, yeah, mm-hmm. and that they'll like meet creatures from another dimension uh-huh. or other creatures. And then I just always wonder about those creatures if they're just like, how come the only people we meet are all fucked up? Like, right. every time we meet these humans, they're like on drugs. <laughs> they're all from the suburbs. Yeah. <laughs> from the suburbs. They're all white people from the we suburbs. We got to stop going to this place and abducting people from this camp because they're all. Right, right. right. So, so when you go to like one of those sort of retreats, is it like, did you go up into the mountains or like? This was a, like a, like a compound in the jungle basically. And like you have your own little cabin that you sleep in and then you, you go and do it in this traditional, I can't remember what it's called, but it's basically a round house. So it's a big giant round thing and you lay down, you know, there's probably like, I think there's 20 of us. And then they have the, um. The I think they call them ayoscaros uh, or something like that. These shaman, okay. Who and this particular one had like four or five, and they sing to you. They sing because what they're doing is singing to the plant, singing to the ayahuasca in you. Okay. And it was, I mean, you know, these things. Even if I wasn't, if there was no, if there was no ayahuasca involved, it still would have been a profound like thing great, yeah. in the jungle, pitch black, buzzing with you know bugs. <laughs> And then these people come like right up to your forehead and are like, oh, da, ba, ba, and the beautiful voices <laughs> singing to you. And you're just like, you love me. <laughs> wow. Uh, it's, it, yeah, it's really cool. But then, you know, on top of that, 
whatever you're going through. And you, in this particular place, you had to pre- you had to prep for like a month. You couldn't eat any meat, no alcohol, no weed, no sex, no salt, no of all this stuff. And then you're you're thinking about it constantly. You're prepping yourself, you know. Okay. And so it's kind of like when you get there. For me, it was just you know once you finally kind of relax i had a lot of trepidation about it but once you finally sort of relax it's you're give over to it and it's pretty and what's the uh what's what are these people's like what are they trying to get like what do they want why are they doing this this is their calling they're they're like priests okay okay they're, they're people who have trained like chosen as little kids okay and they this particular i was in peru but these these are indigenous people from uh i think bolivia and they they in their culture it's just like it's both a big deal and a little deal so it's a big deal in the sense of oh you're dealing with spirituality and the spirits but it's also a little deal where that's just what they believe so there's it's almost like they're pharmacists so it's like oh yeah my dad did this and then i was chosen and but they have this really rigorous apprenticeship program and all this stuff but it's kind of like this is my job this is what i do yeah kind of normal in that in that way you know it's wild yeah it's interesting you know like a life coach oh okay cool help you get organized and mm-hmm. uh-oh and now it's time for a deep dive into the case of john benet ramsey So, uh, I found a few weeks to do a little more research. Um, oh, good. I certainly came at this, um, maybe not as well read on the case of John A. Ramsey as I would have liked to be. From, but, the, from the outset, you mean? Probably from the get-go, yeah. Okay. But I have done a lot of research, and by research, I mean I watched an A&E documentary. Mm. And I found about out about an interesting character in this story. A guy named Lou Smith. Andrew Lewis Lou Smith. He's an American detective who worked for Colorado Springs in Colorado. And he worked a number of notable cases before his retirement in 1996. And he was recalled to do some work on the John Benet Ramsey case because he was such a good detective. Ooh. Now, are you familiar with the job in a Ramsey case? Oh yeah, the I I don't I, I'm trying not to say some horrible joke here, but yeah, the, the little beauty queen. Right? <laughs> sure, sure. The little, little, the right? little was girl. she in pageants and stuff? She was in pageants, yeah. and um, she was found murdered in her own home mm-hmm. uh, in the basement. For a long time, uh, her parents have been considered the suspects. Right, and um, I think I was even pretty sure it was probably her parents. Right. Uh, well, after learning about this Lou Smith guy, he did a lot of work trying to investigate the case. And he came to the conclusion that the parents weren't involved, that this clearly was a murder from somebody outside of the home. Really? Uh, however, uh, the police department was sort of so kind of stuck on their angle that they refused what he was saying. And they kind of dismissed him. And uh, I thought that was pretty interesting. So, you know, he had some leads on some other people. Um, and so maybe we'll get into some more of who these other people are that they may think that it is. But uh, he thinks know. it was some just random intruder that came in or uh, an intruder. Yeah, yeah. there's uh, 
Including the rewritten long ransom note, all of it. Including the ransom note. Wow. Uh, See, I've learned a lot about this because Colton... I didn't know there was a ransom note. There was a ransom note, and uh, and it was long, and it's... These are bad kidnappers. They killed her. Uh, I think. Uh, I think the sort of the theory of the people who would th- say they think that's about kidnapping is that it's a kidnapping that went wrong. Oh, there so was they a, had a note. Yeah. There was a uh, there was a scar on the side of John Bonet's neck that lined up to a um, taser. Oh. And so it is possible that they were going to tase her. And thought she'd just go unconscious, but maybe she fell down and like hit her head oh. or something. Uh, and then they were like, "Well, we're gonna have to kill her." But she we... was strangled, right? She was strangled. She was strangled by like a um, ligature thing. Yeah, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, one of the other very sad things about it is that there's uh, these little scratch marks on her neck um, that they know came from her own oh. fingers trying to get. <sighs> so they Jesus Christ. So there's all this stuff where they, you know. The police say that she died from a, some a head injury inflicted by her mom, uh. and that the strangling happened after she was already dead. Uh, but this detective makes the argument that if somebody's already dead, they're right. not going to be pulling at the right. thing trying to stop it. You know, so there's there's a couple of interesting things, but uh, the big the big news here is is that I've changed my working theory. Wow, that's the hot. You've exonerated the parents. I'm exonerating the parents, and it, I thought they thought it was the brother. Right. There was a there was a rumor disputed. that it was the brother, but uh, I just I, I don't see that happening. Uh, okay. I've seen some of the interviews with the brother, and he just just doesn't it just doesn't add up. He doesn't have the guts. He doesn't have the steel <laughs> to it. <laughs> well, I can't. I often hear words uh, wordplay and uh, loose loose mitt. All I hear is loose mitt. Yeah. Like a broken-in baseball mitt. Okay. So I know that has nothing to do with it. I just wanted to get that out. I heard that, too. You loose, heard loose, loose mitt? Loose, loose, loose mitt. mitt. Loose mitt. Let's play some ball. But, Jesus, uh, uh, we go from talking about ayahuasca and the beautiful spiritual things to aliens to this young girl brutally murdered. Boy, if that isn't a picture of... A sort of the spectrum of what's the possible yeah. in the world. Yeah. That's true. It doesn't get much darker than that. It's pretty dark, and hopefully we'll solve this case. Yeah, and I appreciate so this you. This has uh, been another deep dive into the murder of John Benet Ramsey. Every episode. Is it every episode? Yeah. Oh, we check back in with how my case is going. Yeah, he's he's been doing. I'm that. still waiting for that new A and E doc to download, but other than that, <laughs> I mean, I'm trying to do some work. You know, it's a little hard. Um, you know, and it's not really my wheelhouse. But uh, yeah, and you're busy. You're I'm a busy, a busy guy. guy. <laughs> you got a lot on your plate to begin oh, with, and boy, boy. but it's admirable that you've chosen to take this on. I think so. Oh man, can you imagine that community? Maybe they're starting to reach out to you, but I'm sure there's a Joan. Benet Ramsey cold case coming out, you know, the, oh, oh, that 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 gaggle of people. That must be a lot of weirdos. Oh, there's definitely a lot of weirdos. A lot of weirdos. A lot of weirdos out there. In the world. A lot of weirdos. There's a lot of good and a lot of bad. Yo, 
There's a lot of weirdos out there, some of them killing kids. A lot of weirdos out there, some of them popping lids. A lot of weirdos out there doing ayahuasca. Lots of weirdos, yo. How I talk, yo. Yo, you can call me weird. That's true that I can grow a long beard, but I'll also pull at it because I'm very anxious. Don't worry about it. Don't need to rank this from light to dark. There's no end. Light. Ayahuasca to John Bonet. Oh, I'm in and I'm out. What the fuck is this? Life is fucking crazy. Don't mean to diss. Uh, but that's the truth. It? How you do it? Says by youth. What the fuck is going on with this world? It's crazy. Yo, 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 yo. Loose mitts. Sink ships. Loose mitts. They sink ships. Oh shit. Loose mitts. They sink ships. Loose mitts. They sink ships. You wanna play catch? Let me loosen my mitt. You wanna loosen the grip? On your neck, that's right, I'll go there down to heck. I don't care where. Shit is dark, and I won't turn away. Cause I'm a spiritual light knight, I say the truth. And I'll tell a lie right to your eye. Cause I'm a person, I'm crazy. I'm filled with juxtapositions and oxymoronic convictions. Yeah. Get it. Weird people everywhere, dude. There's weird people everywhere. What you say, Seth? I got sticky hands and I carry around a grocery bag full of receipts, but I'm not crazy. I got a regular job. I look at people's feet. I'm a podiatrist. I'm just an odd guy. I always eat half of rotten apple core at lunch because I read a long time ago that it's good for your tongue. I got the munchies. I'm just weird. I'm just weird. Weird people everywhere eating crazy ass lunch. Weird people, yo, I take her to brunch. Weird people eating Captain Crunch. Hunchback has a hunch. You think you got your shit together, then you go to the store and you remember, oh, there's oh. crazy people everywhere, left oh. and right. There's crazy oh. people during the day oh. and at night, just walking oh. around, sitting oh. next to me at the DMV oh. or oh. jury duty. And we're oh. all in this together. Oh. What the fuck? Oh man, what the fuck? Yeah, what the fuck, y'all? This is Big Jam Space. My name is Colton Dunn. My name happens to be Scott Rogers. And our good buddy Seth Morris here. Thank Woo! you so much, Seth. Thank Yo, you. Seth, people want to check you out. You, you tweeting much these days? What? No, I don't use Twitter anymore. I find it to be a depressing cesspool. I'm on Instagram sometimes. Okay. Seth is Morris. Uh, I'm on the season finale of Superstore. That's right. Yes, you are. Oh, See, and, I, and I believe that I'm not sure, but I think we're doing like some crazy thing for Sweeps Week. So I think it might be part of like a double two two episode like oh, two cool. episodes in a night. Double bubble. Yeah, double that's bubble. awesome. Nice. Um, yeah, thanks for having me, guys. Instagram, of course. Thank you. Check out my Instagram. Check out on the season finale of Superstore. Mm-hmm. And if you ever get a chance, uh, to go see him be a character at a weird stand-up show. Yeah. <laughs> or if you're in LA, a Facebook show every Wednesday at 9:30 at UCB Sunset. Boom. Legendary. Yeah. Thank you, Seth. Appreciate it so much. You're just a great guy, one of my faves. And uh, this has been Jam Space, guys. If you guys have a beat you'd like us to freestyle rap over, feel free to reach out to us uh, on any of our socials and yep. us with that email and that beat, and we will rap over that beat. That's right, Jam Space Podcast at gmail.com, at Jam Space Pod on Twitter and Instagram. We're up on Apple I, uh, Podcasts, so go ahead and subscribe, like, rate, not like, subscribe, rate it. 
and you can like you, it. You can put a little heart on there. Yeah, sure. And as you go about your day, just remember you're a great person. You have good in you, and you deserve good things. Yeah, you know, at the end of each show, Seth, we like to talk to that one listener who's listening to us. And that's you know, just one-on-one relationship that we have. And I'd just like to say to you, dude, or dudette. <laughs> or non-binary. <laughs> or non-binary. Thank you, man. Thanks for checking out the show. Call your mom. I know things are weird. That's, that's always a fraught relationship, but reach out to your mom and talk about something benign. Just some some random conversation and make it short and sweet and you'll be glad you did. This is Jam Space, yeah. Bye.